Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap Up. And Bob Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Lead out some clock with Steph handling. Guarded by Nunn. Blows past him. Kicks it into the corner for Wiggins for three. Rain dance for Andrew Wiggins. Timeout Miami. The Warriors up by six with 40 seconds to go. And the Warriors would win it by eight, 120 to 112. We welcome you in. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Ryan Covey, 888-957-9570. Where does that one rank, Warriors fans? Because it looked like uh, had the potential to be a lost night, finding out just before tip-off, no Draymond Green in this ball game uh, due to some ankle soreness and the Warriors sluggish, the Heat taking Stephen Curry out of the game, uh, trailing by 19 in the first half by 14 uh, mid-fourth quarter, but the Warriors in a gutsy effort would rally to force overtime. A lot of game balls to go around in this one, Ryan Covey. Uh, Kent Bazemore among them, but uh, if you give Steph Curry enough opportunities to knock you out, you're going to get knocked out, and that's exactly what the Miami Heat did in this one. The Warriors force overtime, and then a couple of knockout blows from Steph Curry, the one you heard there from Andrew Wiggins, and the Warriors wind up getting one of their best wins of the season in this ballgame. Yeah, and a lot of uh, adulation and, and platitudes to go around, and what a closeout by the Golden State Warriors in this game. And, you know, they got off to a tough start. Uh, you know, Miami certainly imposed their will with their size early in this game. And, you know, look, the Warriors just couldn't hit the, the you know water if they fell out of a boat with the three ball. And you knew because they didn't have an interior presence, they were going to need to get, a, you know, it was going to need to be a big night with the three if they were going to have any shot. But uh, they ended up getting that going, and, and they found their footing defensively. I thought the Warriors switched terrifically tonight. And, and the way that they helped and, and rallied and the way that they set screens for each other offensively, particularly down the stretch, that was a team win as team wins go, J.D. And I, I just love the fact that these guys, we're out there picking up Steph Curry, their leader, who has just you know thrown this team on his back all year long, J.D., and carried him to so many victories. Didn't have a shot going tonight. Uh, so many different players stepped in and, and were huge. Oubre, Wiggins, Kent Bazemore. Uh, there were so many different guys that were instrumental in just giving the Warriors a shot down the stretch. And then Steph Curry makes a few big buckets when it matters most because, well, he's Steph Curry. And now the Warriors, hey, who saw this coming, J.D.? They're three games over 500. Bust out the cigars, baby. That's right. For the first time this season, the Warriors are three games over 500 at 16 and 13. The victory tonight to vaults them all the way up to seventh in the Western Conference playoff race as Golden State passes for the time being the Denver Nuggets, who were beaten uh, in Washington by the Wizards. And you mentioned the defense in the second half as the Warriors outscored Miami 59-44, and it really was defense turning into offense. And it was a 20-6 to run for the Warriors after they got down 14 with 6.40 to go. It was so funny. Uh, Andre Iguodala knocked down that three, 
And Steph Curry looked at Iguodala like, there's no way you're going to make this shot. And like so many Warriors opponents over the years looked at Andre Iguodala almost in disbelief, like, dude, you did not just make that. Like, we're trying to give you that shot. And and Iguodala did it so many times for the Warriors. Uh, he put Miami up 99-85 in this one, again, with 640 to go. But from then on, it was 20 to six Warriors to force overtime with the ball game tied at 105 and uh, a good night for Steve Kerr as well. He, he let Kent Bazemore uh, basically play out the, the string and, and, and Bazemore uh, gave him an incredible effort tonight. Knocked down four three-pointers, 26 points, 10 of 19. The Warriors were searching for somebody uh, to, to help, uh, you know, come up with some of the load offset with, with Steph struggling to shoot the basketball. Really big nights from, from uh, Bazemore and Pascal in that fourth quarter. Yep. But Ubre and Wiggins throughout the game, they hit threes tonight, and it helped the Warriors really – prevent this game from turning into a blowout, it always felt like, hey, this game's a little closer than it should be. And the Warriors were able to make a run and get it tied for that very reason. Yeah, and it was funny. You know, coming down the stretch, I thought, uh, you know, as the Warriors were closing in and, you know, they were they finally ultimately tie it and it was such a long time coming. And I thought to myself, well, if this game was 47 minutes, they probably weren't going to, you know, they weren't going to win it. If it was 49 minutes, they probably weren't going to win it. You know, if, if, if Ubre hits that shot, obviously it would have happened at the right moment where the game would have been 48 minutes. But again, he, you know, obviously he doesn't make it. Uh, thankfully, though, the ghost of Kendrick Nunn didn't come back to haunt him there at the buzzer, uh, which obviously would have been a game-winning layup there I thought oh that can't go in right uh and and alas it didn't and then it was just a you know a Mason's convention early into overtime as you know both defenses really tightened down and you know the Warriors were having a hard time making a bucket again uh but you felt like once the dam burst and the Warriors finally got the lead you know the Heat were like a a fighter that got out to a you know a nice early lead in a fight you know maybe knocked the Warriors down early but then as the fight wore on you could tell they started to wear down and you know the Warriors just kept staying hanging in there didn't get knocked out didn't get knocked out and then you know by the later rounds and then this was a, a 12th round TKO it was like finally they they had just a, a couple of more punches they had a little bit more gas in the tank and you know by the time it was all said and done uh, you know they ended up overtaking them and and getting it done in overtime so yeah man I, I think Kerr also too I, I know you were all over this JD Steph Curry checking back in with seven minutes left tonight instead of six instead of his normal because he figured look if we're going to make a run, we need to do it now. So if the heat go up, you know, if they if they pour it on, then I'll just sit Steph for the final three or four minutes and we'll head out for the road trip. But if we can keep it close, I'm going to go ahead and go out and try and win this basketball game tonight. So I love the way Kerr handled Steph's minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was a surprise. He came back at the 722 mark and the Warriors were down 11. So the game wasn't over. But it, it felt like it was really a, an uphill climb, a slog at, at that point. So he took his shot uh, in the ball game tonight, and it wound up paying off as the Warriors shortly thereafter would go on the 20-6 to run to force overtime. And then, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned Kendrick Nunn mentioned, uh, missing – uh, the shot there at the end, it looked like that one was going down. The Warriors maybe dodged a little bit of a bullet uh, on that play. It looked like Miami at one point. It sounded like Eric, uh, Eric Spolster was almost wanting them to call a timeout, and then they, they didn't get the timeout, and then they pushed it uh, and, and ended up getting a very good look. I mean, one of the big concerns down the stretch of this ball game, uh, once the Warriors got really within striking distance, it, it was can they get a stop, and the Warriors wound up getting – three consecutive critical stops uh, after the uh, Adebayo dunk there uh, put Miami up 105-101 with 136 to go. So they, they got a, a miss from Adebayo, a Jimmy Butler missed fadeaway, uh, and then the Nunn uh, missed fi uh, driving finger roll there in the closing second. So it was could the Warriors get a stop after they had, had so valiantly come back? They wound up getting three of them, and then both teams were just plodding along dead tired, I thought, at the beginning uh, of the overtime with no buckets in the first 232 of the overtime uh, and until Jimmy Butler hit a layup that put Miami ahead. But again, it was Kent Bazemore. Uh, I mean, Bazemore, a couple of layups to tie it and put the Warriors up. Uh, Adebayo would tie it on a layup. Uh, and then the big, uh, the big haymakers from Steph, from Wiggins, and then from Steph again, to put this game on ice, 
just a hell of a freaking win for the Golden State Warriors uh, on this night. Yeah, and I would put this up there, J.D. When you look at all the uh, the factors at play, I tweeted this out. This this the win of the year for me. Um, you know, the Laker win was great. Clipper win. I mean, they've had some really cool moments this year. Uh, but when you think about the the fact that you know they haven't been three games over five hundred. You got the news Draymond wasn't playing right at the start of the game. You know, right before the tip off, uh, Steph Curry has you know for by his standards a, you know a horrible night shooting the rock, and so many different guys step up, and it was just it was such a collective team win, and and these are the kind of wins JD like when you're looking for buy in right, and and when you're looking you know when when it gets down to crunch time, this team's already shown that they will give you a full forty eight right, and and guys like Kent Bazemore. Uh, really personify that. Pascal, I mean, Damian Lee didn't have a great night tonight, but he's got a lot of that. He brings that to the table. Um, you know, certainly Kelly Oubre Jr. has really settled in. And, and the thing I re- admire about Oubre is when he was doing all that missing, he wasn't letting it affect him on the defensive end. So there's a lot of belief in that locker room. And it starts with Steph Curry leading the charge. And I think this was a, a classic example of, hey, man, our leader doesn't have it tonight. We don't have our other leader in Draymond Green. Everybody's counting us out. We're going to go out there, and we're at least going to fight. If we're going to go down, we're going down swinging. And even had the Warriors lost this game tonight, I still would have appreciated the effort. Um, But these kind of efforts can turn into wins in the fourth quarter of NBA games because guess what, J.D.? Eventually, Steph Curry's going to start making some threes, and he did. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. It was was, Miami couldn't put the game away, and the longer the game went, the more you thought, all right, well, Steph at some point is going to get hot and knock a couple of these down, and if he does, it's going to be lights out uh, for the Miami Heat, and, and that's exactly what happened as the Warriors outscore the Heat 15-7 to in the overtime to win this one, 120-112 to in a ball game. Add it to the list of comebacks for Golden State. They did trail by as many as 19. That was late uh, in the first half of this one. They trailed by 15 uh, in the fourth quarter actually with 9.24 to go, but but really the true story of this one was down by 14, 6.40 to go on that Iguodala jumper that, that Steph was left in disbelief uh, after Iguodala hit it and maybe had something a little bit to say to Steph. The Warriors go on the 20-6 to run to force overtime from there, and this is the quintessential game, Covey, where if the Warriors don't win, and and you start looking through the box score, this is the kind of game where Warriors fans are going to say, well, Steph didn't have it initially. Where's Oubre? Where's Wiggins? Right. And tonight is a night where those two in particular get a ton of credit for helping the Warriors stay in the game because they were efficient shooting the ball from three. Wiggins four for nine. Oubre Jr. four for seven. Wiggins was a plus twenty five. Right, he was a monster uh, in this one. Yeah, he he was he was really freaking good in this game. But it, it for for the crowd out there that that points to the these guys need to step up specifically when other things are going wrong. They delivered in a big time way tonight. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, Wiggins has had his two-way game pretty well dialed in this year. But I think – and Jim was talking about this on the pregame the other night. There's nights where you wish he could give you a little more scoring. If he could score 20 – if he can average 20 in an NBA season, where's those 30-point efforts, right? I mean, you could basically just calibrate him in for his 16 to 22 points on any given night, right? But I think it was the timely scoring for him tonight and, and again, the three-point shooting. Because when you're trailing – I mean, look, you know, when you're down 14, you're down 19, as they were at one point, you're going to need some three balls because you know Miami's going to have some possessions. You know, they're, they're going to get inside. Miami scored, what, 56 points in the paint tonight, I think it was. Like, they're just going to have some moments where you're going to give up some easy buckets. So if you're going to try and come back, you're going to need to make some threes. And, yeah, this was, you know, kind of one of those uh, secondary players uh, stepping up to the forefront nights. And, and, look, I think Wiggins deserves a lot of credit for his game all year, but tonight – he was, dude, he was an animal, J.D. I mean, he was defending guys down in the post. He was on BAM a couple of times. He got switched onto him. Uh, he was fighting for rebounds. They were fighting for loose balls. Uh, yeah, him and Oubre, for sure. They go about it in very different ways, right? I mean, you know, Wiggins is kind of more that quiet, methodical type dude where Oubre, he's blowing kisses after he makes threes, um, you know, both, as long as they get the job done, it's all good. And, and I think that they give this Warriors team, you know, especially Oubre, kind of with the way he plays, you know, a little flamboyant, gives them a 
little bit of swag, right? And I think you need to have that attitude because, you know, look, this is the NBA, man. This is the highest level of basketball there is. So, um, you know, you, you, you got you to play with a little bit of attitude, a little bit of edge. If that's, you know, if that's who you are as a person, that's who you should be as a player. And I think, you know, I, credit to both of those guys, J.D. I thought it was terrific efforts. And, I mean, look, right on time, man. They needed every bit of it in the regulation. And then it was, you know, Steph time and overtime, as you might expect. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. It's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to uh, shoot us a text or give us a call as the Warriors get it done tonight in overtime, 120-112 to as they beat the Heat. Golden State now 16-13. and It winds up being a really good homestand overall. That's the other part of, of this win for Golden State. The seventh chance for the Warriors tonight to get to three over five hundred. Golden State finally gets it done, and it winds up being a 3-1 and homestand as well, which, you know, you look at this one going in, and you thought Orlando and Cleveland were the two games you really need to win. And, you know, with Miami struggling at this point, they walk out of Chase Center and, and head for Sacramento tonight at 11-17. and 17. Uh, When you look at where they are at this point versus where Brooklyn has been, uh, of late, and, and they picked up another impressive comeback win last night, even without Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant. Miami was the th- this was the target game. This was going to be the game that was going to determine the homestand really from the jump. Uh, and so the Warriors' ability to rally and get the job done uh, it it becomes you know it, it becomes all the bigger uh, for for the Warriors because now you're looking at uh, a really Really quality homestand. Let, let's hear from Steve Kerr here uh, following this one as the Warriors get the job done. Uh, Coach Kerr addressing what happened and what went right for the Warriors in that fourth quarter. Just a great comeback. Bays was fantastic, as was Eric, and the Jayhawks were great tonight. You know, Kelly and Andrew both had, had big nights, hit big shots. and But that, you know, that the, the last few minutes of the fourth, we were just scrambling out there. I thought Bayes kind of led the charge. You know, he really made some huge plays for us and kept us in it. And and then, of course, Steph, you know, this is so typical of Steph. He's just the kind of player and the kind of person who can be in the midst of, you know, one of his worst shooting nights of the year and still hit, you know, three enormous shots to help us win the game. So really a, an amazing team win and a lot of fun. All right, yeah, a lot of fun, and and Steph, man, you just you keep giving him chances, and he's gonna he's gonna beat you. I mean, it's just and, and tonight is one of those games, Covey, where you look at the numbers, and it's eight of twenty five, and it's five of twenty, but the Warriors winning tonight enhances the Steph Curry for MVP conversation because he hit those two knockout blows and because the Warriors got the win to improve their overall record because now you go back and you know you look at the other 10 games where the, the numbers statistically were better than tonight but the overall record helps hold up that that MVP resume Absolutely. I mean, he was, you know, putting up a run of 10 games that we hadn't seen in the NBA scoring wise in efficiency since Michael Jordan in the mid 90s. So that kind of stuff speaks for itself. And then, you know, Steph Curry's by and large, uh, you know, a three point shooter. So three point shooters, shooters in general are going to have off nights and uh, it, it really, you know, I guess you become a, quote, volume shooter at that point, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, you know, what the lasting images of this game tonight are going to be Steph Curry. Uh, once, uh, once what was it, Robinson hit that three uh, to cut the lead back to three. It was Steph hitting a big three to put the Warriors back up six, right? I mean, that was, you know, that was when you knew, okay, send everybody home, pack up the kids, let's roll out. So, uh, yeah, this these are absolutely enhancing moments for him, and also what it does along the way is it moves the Warriors up the standings uh, and, and gets them three games over 500. If Steph ultimately is going to be the MVP this year, the Warriors are going to need to be in a better position than they find themselves now, but the good news is I think this is a team getting better. I mean, really, J.D., since the Phoenix game, right? I mean, you look, you go back to that Phoenix game, you know, they're 10-9, they're and nine, they got touched up there, and then and since then, there's only been one game. Now, I know they're, what, six and four since then, but three of those losses, Boston, San Antonio, and Dallas, those were all very winnable games for this team. They didn't do enough executing down the stretch, but by and large, the last 10 games, this has been a very different Warriors team. They're basically a threat to win every night. Yeah, and this was, you could make a case, their worst game in that stretch, and yet they were able to to come back and 
and and just pluck their way down the stretch. I mean, it was this was a gutsy effort. I know you know both teams basically had nine players tonight, uh, but you know for the Warriors to to find out they they looked I thought a little bit out of sorts just getting the news and Draymond uh, basically being ruled out. Uh, you know as the game was about to start, it, he wasn't on the injury report or anything throughout the course of the day. But because the Warriors didn't have a shoot around uh, this morning. Uh, he wasn't he really didn't tell anybody couldn't get it checked out until he showed up to the arena and the Warriors were able to uh you know examine him and and Steve Kerr told the story in his postgame zoom session said hey don't don't be a hero if you know we can we can sit you out we'll get you right and let's try to put this thing in a position where maybe you miss one game so you can play the next four don't try to push it tonight where maybe something happens and you end up having to miss the next eight or ten sure so the Warriors playing it cautious but they looked out of sorts early with Mulder getting the start and you know we've talked a lot the last two days Covey about how much Draymond impacts Steph and you know you 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 take away you know Steph's you know running mate and his partner in crime out there with a team as conscientious as Miami to try to really make life hard on Steph and it's not surprising to, to look at, you know, the fact that maybe Steph struggled a little bit tonight until down the stretch and in the OT. Yeah, it was just kind of a reacclimation. And, you look, Miami, Eric Spolstra is a really smart coach. I mean, they were not giving Steph any room to operate. And I know a lot of teams, they want to throw doubles at Steph, but Steph is a slippery character. We know that. He's, he's usually able to still find some space, A, when you have Draymond Green out there, and B, when you're playing teams maybe not as committed on the defensive end. Well, Miami, they're absolutely a quality defensive outfit, and so they were running two bodies at Steph routinely tonight. And look, there just wasn't a lot of space for Steph. He was probing, right? He was he was rolling the perimeter. They tried him off ball a few times. There was that one sequence, uh, you know, after the uh, – I, I think it was after Kerr got that challenge and, um, you know, it was an opportunity for, uh, you know, maybe the Warriors to tie. Uh, there were so many different plays in this game, J.D., but, uh, you know, it was Curry playing off the ball where Wiggins committed the turnover. I mean, they tried a lot of different things to get Steph going. The, the Warriors collectively, and Steph included, though, they just missed a lot of open looks from three, and that's what kind of – kept me confident that they could find a way back is, hey, look, eventually some of these shots are going to start dropping. And, you know, Miami the, Miami should have won this game by 20 points. And and the fact that it was kind of slipping away from them, you could kind of sense the, the seeds of doubt started to get planted as well. So it was kind of the perfect storm. And, uh, yeah, it took Steph a little while to get acclimated to no Draymond. But you give him credit. Steph's been acclimating to new circumstances all year, as this Warriors team has. They haven't had bigs. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. And yet here they are, 16 and 13, just bobbing and weaving along. All right, he's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. We come back, uh, we'll hear from Steve Kerr, we'll hear more from Kent Bazemore as well, and and I want to rank the, the top five Warrior wins of this season. Uh, I, I think we can do that uh, here now, 29 games into it. Uh, now, I think uh, this game tonight definitely would be in the top five. I know, Covey, you said you put it at one. I don't know that I'm going to go that far. I'm a prisoner I'll, I'll of the it. moment, J.D. I'm but, a prisoner of the we'll moment. Give, you we'll, know me. I'm very we'll, impulsive. We'll give our top. We'll give at least our top three, if not our top five. If you want to weigh in, uh, 888-957-9570. We'll keep it rolling here until about 1115 uh, on 95.7. The game is the Warriors get it done over the Heat, 120 to 112. And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast step holding high up top on the left side now none crowds him a bit he's driving right over to the wing backs it out again with the left hand handle crossover triple fires a contested three cash me out one time wow 118 112 stefan curry started this game two for 15 from downtown he's hit three of his last five and all three have been incredibly difficult now Back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, one of two big-time threes from Steph Curry in the overtime. Kevin Dana there on the call tonight, filling in for Tim Roy uh, here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Steph with uh, the three to put him up three at 112-109 with 115 to go, and then uh, with 17 seconds to go, the 28-footer, the step back, uh, to put the Warriors up 118 to 112 and effectively end the ball game. Two just major daggers surrounding the Andrew Wiggins dagger uh, and the Warriors from 19 down in the first half, 14 down in the fourth. They beat the Heat tonight, uh, 120 to 112. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get to Andy in the city here, Covey, before we uh, get into our our power rankings of the top five Warriors victories of the 2020-21 season. What's up, Andy? You're on uh, Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, what's going on, J.D. Covey? Thanks for taking my call. Um, Just wanted to talk about really quickly, like, super hyped after this win. I mean, it was a win where, like you, J.D., you know, once you found out Draymond was a late scratch, it was like, oh, no, can we really win this game with literally no big men on the floor? And somehow we ended up doing this. Kent Bazemore, huge game tonight. Steph doing step things, but Kelly Oubre, I mean, I know he had that like chance to win it in the fourth before OT, but at the end of the day, he had 23 points. He was out there balling, playing great defense, and I feel like he's not getting talked about enough. I mean, these last games that he's been having, 17, 17, 14, and tonight 23, they're pretty impressive. So do you guys think that he's not getting the love because it's what we brought him in here to do? That's what his job is? Or maybe maybe people are starting to see, okay, he's fitting better into the system, so we just have to, you know, expect this from him on a nightly basis from now on. Yeah, honestly, Andy, I think he got off to a bad start, and and thanks for the call. And I think once you give up, once you get off to a bad start, it takes you a while to to get back in the good graces of the fans. I mean, for me, it's as simple as that. And, you know, every time he, – he's been, unfortunately, Covey, in this situation now where he gets off to the horrible start and then he's been the easy player to look at on the box score on the nights where the Warriors haven't played well. Because seemingly when, when the Warriors have been at their worst – you look at the box scores from those games, and it's, oh, Kelly Oubre was, was one for eight from three. Oh, Kelly Oubre was two for 12. Like, and like, so every night the Warriors don't play well, he almost had become synonymous with that. So it takes a while to, to work your way out of that. Right now, I think Kelly Oubre, though, he's, he's putting his head down and he's playing, 
And if those games keep piling up and the Warriors keep winning, then I think the conversation at some point uh, will shift. I will say this. Uh, Andy mentioned the, the, the wide-open three that he missed with a shot to win it in regulation. He also uh, let Duncan Robinson get open, uh, helped off of him to, to allow that three that, you know, when the Warriors were up six uh, after Curry hit that first three, yeah. uh, Duncan Robinson hit the three to cut it to three before Wiggins hit the, the next three to put him back up six. Uh, but, you know, so he did make a couple of mistakes and missed that shot, but I, I feel like he's working his way back into the fans' good graces. Yeah, I mean, usually there's been a straight line between games that Kelly Oubre doesn't play well and the Warriors don't win. Uh, that's been pretty evident, and, and early on it was pretty clear he was scuffling. Uh, I, I give him credit, though, when the offense wasn't there. I felt like the effort on defense was still there. You could tell it matters to Kelly Oubre, and it's a lot easier for me to, to get behind guys that I can tell they want to win. You know, the, it, 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 he's got that, that passion, and I, I just I love guys like that. Um, and he has been playing a lot better lately. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, uh, unfortunately for Kelly, if, if he's, you know, if, if we're looking to, you know, throw a bunch of uh, adulation his way. It's also coincided with a time where Steph Curry is on a pretty impressive 10-game run. Draymond Green is getting d- double-digit assists routinely, uh, and so there's a lot of uh, more, I guess, high-profile guys on this basketball team that tend to get a lot of the credit first, and rightfully so. But, look, Kelly Oubre, last couple of weeks, I don't think there's any question, J.D., he's gotten much more comfortable. His three-point shot's coming around. It'd be hard to be worse than it was early in the year, but the, you know Kelly Oubre's games come around, and look, the Warriors are are doing more winning than they are doing losing right now. So um, I, I think if, if Kelly Oubre continues to play well, uh, or at least you know on an improved trajectory, I think the Warriors can can keep winning basketball games. He's a, he's pretty integral to what they do on both ends of the floor, um, and and again tonight he was terrific. So this was a positive for Kelly Oubre, but like you said, he just still is just every night, even when things go well, there's that one moment. I mean. How how awesome would have that have been for Kelly Oubre to hit the game winning three tonight and this thing don't go to overtime? I'm not saying he, I mean, he had a great game and I'm not you know throwing any shade at the guy. Just it's kind of fitting you know that Kelly Oubre just still hasn't had like that one moment yet, JD, and he's already had like a 40 point game, but he's still he's just missing that one moment. Maybe it's coming. I hope it is because I really like Kelly Oubre. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, and and I mentioned the the, the mishap there as as he left Duncan Robinson. That was between. Uh, the Wiggins three that put the Warriors up six, and then the second Curry three. Just want to right. clarify that to real quick there. But yeah, that's one of those plays where if Steph, you know, rims that second three out, and the Heat go down and tie the game, and and maybe we're still playing in a fifth overtime right now at Chase <laughs> Center. You know, we're talking about things in a different context, even though overall uh, Kelly Oubre did put a, a positive imprint on the game tonight with his uh, 23 points and 4 of 7 from 3 and 9 of 15 overall uh, in just under 44 minutes as the Warriors get it done, 120 to 112. It's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game with J.D. and Covey. We'll, we'll hear a little bit more from Steve Kerr, some from Kent Bazemore as well here. Uh, but let, let's rank these wins. I know, Covey, you said – uh, tonight is number one, and I'm holding you to that. I'm not yeah. going to allow you to get the uh, to revise it or I'm anything not during the break. I went through during the break, and I, I I figured out where this one pencils in, and I came up with five. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go first and just run through your top five and, and, and the reasons why, and then I'll, I'll give sure. you my five as well. And, and if ready. you want to weigh in at 888-957-9570, we still got maybe 15, uh, 15 minutes or so, so feel free to, to jump in and chime in. Covey, uh, I, I give the floor to you for your top five Warriors wins of, of this season. All right, uh, to build the hype, J.D., I'll go in uh, in ascending order. Number five, Chicago. Number five. Thank you at number five, Chicago. I mean, look, Boyers, Damian Lee hits the game-winning three. Warriors, uh, you know, came back and played a good second half of that game. And if Damian Lee doesn't hit that three, Warriors start 0-3, and who knows where we're at. So that's number five for me. Number four, that, that Dallas game uh, where the Warriors had nine healthy bodies. Mavericks really needed that game, uh, and the Warriors find a way to get it done shorthanded. Uh, they beat Dallas, and, and what did they hang? 147 on them that night, so uh, that's number four for me. Number three is is the Clippers rally uh, down from 22. Steph gets 38. 
uh, and that was just a big win at home on that initial home stand uh, to really get the season off to uh, you know to to kind of turn the tide for the season and 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 beat a quality team, which you know a couple of those things they hadn't really had the opportunity to do yet. Number two, the Lakers rally on MLK Day. They had been lo- lost a couple games in a row. They were down 19, uh, and and that was you know Draymond had a big time second half in that game. And anytime you beat the defending champs in their house on a holiday, that's big time. Uh, and then tonight, I'm holding to it. It's number one. Steph has an off shooting night. No Draymond, and the rest of the boys step up, and the Dubs find a way to get to three games over 500 for the first time all year. That's my top five. That's the definitive list, JD. Okay, uh, I, I believe it or not, we've we've actually got four of the five that are the same, but only one of them is actually in the exact same position. There, there is a, a one that I put on the list that you did not, and and that was my number five. My number five, and and I you know I I give a I, number five for me was the Steph Curry sixty two point game. Uh, going back to to January the third against Portland. The Warriors were able to beat the Blazers 137 to 122. And Steph, just uh, an epic performance, career high 62 points, 8 of 16 from three, 18 of 19 from the free throw line. And, and the reason I picked that game, the individual performance from Steph, because that was really the night where he showed everybody, okay, I'm here. Like, I'm, right. I'm here. And I'm going to be a bad man for, for from now on this season. And we aren't going to wind up having some chump, you know, punk season because I'm not going <laughs> to let it happen. And look, the Warriors, think about it. And then here's, I'll give you a little more depth on that. The Warriors were two and three going into that night. They had gotten blown out in the home opener on New Year's against yep. that same Portland team. And, you know, for me, that, that was the first night where the Warriors beat somebody good. You know, and I know Portland, you know, you look at Portland now, they're 18 and 10 now. I know they were probably right around the same record at that point. In fact, they were. They were 3-2 and two and the Warriors were 3-3. Three and three. Uh, So not much of a difference at that point. But the Warriors hadn't beaten anybody yet. It was, it was Chicago, Detroit, survival. That was the first night this season where I was like, damn, the Warriors actually have some life. Like, this team could could be something, and if they were going to do it, it was going to be because Steph was going to do just incredible things and maybe play at a level that we haven't seen before. And on that specific night, Steph did it with the with the sixty two points. So I put that one at number at number five. Uh, it eked out the the your number five, which is the the win uh, in Chicago a week prior. My number that four, was my number six w- game, by the way. Sorry, I just want to point that out. That was my number six yep. game. So I was I no. was on it, but yeah, go ahead, baby. My bad. All fair, all fair. Your honorable mention game. My honorable mention <laughs> game was was the Chicago game, obviously, because things could have gone completely awry if they don't win that game. So totally. there there is some importance there. Uh, number four, we had the same one, the blowout win at Dallas. Uh, back on February 4th, uh, where the Warriors went small ball by necessity with nine healthy bodies, and they ran Dallas out of the gym uh, uh, you know, in the second half of that ball game uh, on a night where they really needed a win. Number three for me is tonight. Uh, number three is tonight uh, at home. because, And the reason it, it's tonight is because tonight was a game that, I'll be honest, I, I wrote this game off. Yeah. I, I, I thought this I, – I have said this a lot about you know game seven of the finals in 16 – like, I didn't think the Warriors were going to lose the championship at any point that year until Kyrie Irving hit the three. I didn't think the Warriors were going to win this game at all until Stephen Curry hit that first three in overtime. Like, I thought, well, gutsy effort. They came back awesome. But I still felt like even in the overtime until Steph hit the first uh, three there to put him up three that they were going to win. And that was okay because they didn't have Draymond and they got down 19 and it just wasn't going to be their night. But to come back from 19 down and to do it on a night where Steph uh, didn't shoot the ball well aside from a couple of big shots in the overtime, to get the contributions from Oubre and Wiggins and, and Bazemore and to just have it be so gutsy when you find out minutes before tip-off that you're not going to have Draymond Green, uh, that vaults it all the way up to, to number three for me. Uh, two is the Clippers game on January the 8th. Uh, you come back from 22 down against the Clippers, and again, that was another game where the Warriors were were all right. Who you who you beat? You know that right. Portland game was a nice win, but the Clipper game was the the Clippers, and and they had their guys. And the Warriors come back from 22 down, and and the bench 
really put an imprint on things. So that's number two because you did it against one of the big boys in the West. And then number one uh, is the 19-point comeback against the Lakers uh, down at Staples Center on the MLK holiday. I mean, the defending champs in their building, it was really that first big breakout, Kelly Oubre, Hey, Kelly Oubre was awesome with the national stage watching, you know, on the MLK holiday uh, in that late night game uh, in L.A. So so you beat the defending champs when you could have been under 500 if you lose that game. And I think we were all kind of bracing for, oh, the Warriors are probably going to dip below 500. So they're going to have to get back on track uh, moving forward to get that game on that night to me was was number one uh, for for all of those reasons. So uh, great. Great conversation. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. We did have four of the five the same. And, and if you, we'd extended it out of six, we would have had six for six the same. <laughs> well, uh, but a lot of big wins for this team in the first 16. No question. And, look, they've got 16 of them. And, you know, like Detroit, you know, the, the, the two wins against Minnesota, you know, the, the two wins against Detroit for that matter. You know, I guess, the you know, the Orlando win. I mean, you know, they, they, was, they, they won ugly that night. The Cleveland win the other night. I mean, they were never going to be in the running, right? Uh, you know, there was even only, a, a, you know, one or two other games that I even considered. You know, winning ugly against Toronto I thought was big. The wire-to-wire win against San Antonio. But, see, the reason why this game tonight is so important for me, because I, I agree with you, I felt like – you know, it, too many times, okay, the Heat, because we know they just, they, they've got a lot of really good players. And outside of Goran Dragic right now, they basically hashtag full squad, right? And this was such an important game for them because they had just lost to the Jazz and the Clippers, and you're seeing the Warriors shorthanded, and, you know, you should be able to just kill this team down low. And, uh, you know, Steph's having an off shooting night. I mean, the Heat really tricked this one off. So the way I look at it is, Coming into the season, my recipe was, well, the Warriors need to be good against bad teams, and they need to be good in close games, right? And, and the one thing of late, you know, the Warriors, they've, they've beaten bad teams. They've had some comeback wins, but they've, they've lost some close games lately. And over time, that stuff tends to balance it out. But I mentioned, you know, the San Antonio game, uh, certainly, you know, the second Dallas game, even that Boston game. They were all very winnable games, and, and they weren't able to, to get it done, in, you know, it, when it mattered most down in the, in, in the crunch time. Meanwhile, the wins that they've had, you know, the Dallas win, the, the, the other Spurs win, the Cleveland win, they've been, they've been smoking teams. So this was one of those, hey, look, if the Warriors are going to overachieve this year, whatever your standard is, if they're going to be in the playoffs, they're going to avoid the play-in tournament, you have to win close basketball games. And so tonight, this was one of those, all right, man, the door's open. And I think Steve Kerr recognized that. And I love, too, J.D., that this was the same Steve Kerr that, what, just uh, you know, a little over a week ago said, I'm, quote, not going to chase wins this year. I think he chased this win a little bit tonight. And I think he felt the vibe of his team that, man, these guys are, these guys are landing on the line with our, our, you know, our leader having a tough shooting night. So let's, let's go for it. Let's, dare I say, chase this win. Yeah, and, and he chased it from behind. I mean, I that that was the other thing. I mean, they were down 11 when Curry came back in. I think you could have made a case tonight that, that, you, that you don't do it. Like, totally. I would have been more apt to do it in, against San Antonio when it felt like that game was right there uh, than, than doing it tonight. But he did do it tonight. Well, uh, it, which, which, and it wound up working out. But it, in that moment, I actually thought of the San Antonio game. Like, really, you're going to do it tonight, but not the San Antonio game. Like, well, and, and look, it it worked out. But you know, <laughs> I thought it was going to be an uphill climb. Go go ahead. Well, I think I, I think the rationale was, look, we're down. What was it? You said 11 at the time, JD. I, I think the yes. rationale was, if we're going to get back in this game, we need to have a, a big next couple of minutes. So no doubt. let me let me bring him in now. And if the Heat push it up to 15, I'll just pull Steph out in two minutes anyway. So, you know, whether I bring him in with six minutes or seven minutes, we need to make our run now, and then if it's close down the stretch. Now, now, your point's well taken, which is if the Warriors do make the run, Steph is going to play those minutes down the stretch either way, right? So you're going to end up playing him more minutes, thus, quote, chasing a win and extending Steph Curry in a night where, you know, you're down 11 as opposed to in a seesaw battle in a very winnable game. But I do think he had every intention – if the Warriors didn't, you know, cut into that lead and, and be within striking distance within even like two minutes, Steph was coming right back out. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great point. I think I think you nailed it. Whereas in the game against San Antonio, you bring him back early, you know he's playing the last eight thirty 
And then maybe if that game goes to overtime, even more beyond that. Tonight, it's more, all right, I'm going to take my chances. If it doesn't work out, he, he's going to end up playing maybe four minutes. And, and then it's going to be a wrap at that point. But, uh, you know, him able to go tonight and, and play what wound up being the, basically the last 12 minutes of the ball game tonight, the, the 722 plus the five in overtime, uh, you know, it, it winds up working out that he didn't play a couple extra minutes maybe in that game because he had to play a few extra in this one, and maybe there'll be another game down the line because he played a few extra in this one <laughs> that he doesn't. It all goes hand in hand as long as, as – as, I feel better about the San Antonio game now that they were able to get this one because I'll be honest, this one to me tonight feels like the Warriors stole it. It, yeah. it feels like the Warriors stole it tonight. They got one back. For all the three, four, five games that Warriors fans may have up uh, on the board that say, ah, oh, I could have got that one, should have got that one, might have had that one, tonight was one that was in the other category, and the Warriors took one of them back. So if you believe those things even out for most good teams, tonight to me was one of those games where it, it evens out. Let's get to Donnell. Donnell in Oakland, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, thanks, fellas, for taking my call. Man, first of all, how great is Steph, man? I mean, this dude was struggling, and when it's money time, he hits the shots. And he's been doing that since he came into his greatness, the United MVP, all that. This win thrust him into that real conversation of who's the MVP. You know what I'm saying? Three games over. Um, and and for, for me, I think that that game where, where he went for 62 – you got to look at where they was at, right? They was like about to what, be down like four games. Four, it was going to be like two and four if they had lost that game. Uh, he had to come back and let folks know that, yeah, I'm here. And, and, and you don't get no hope for this season if they go ahead and lose that game when he comes back and he doesn't go for 62. So for me, yeah. that's the number one game of the year to kind of let it know and let the league know that, yeah, I, I ain't been here. But I'm back. I got 62 on y'all. Y'all can't really see me. And then Draymond doing his thing. You know, you can rank them other games. It validates that that Laker game win and also against the Clippers. And even tonight, like, he really thrust himself into the MVP conversation because there's no Draymond. And we've been heaping praise on Draymond for coming back and getting in shape and doing his assist thing. And, yeah, he don't score. But, you know what I'm saying, he, 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 he's the man. I, I really love Draymond. He's kind of like my favorite player behind Steph. But, man, come on, man. These, these cats, they believe now. That win, 62, they believe. And, and that's really pretty much all I got to say, man. Steph is a man. Good, good call. Appreciate the call, Donnell. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could make a case for it. There's no doubt. I mean, you could make a case that that was Steph, you know, just, again, putting everybody on notice that, that this year wasn't going to be last year. And, and, by the way, in conjunction with that, uh, tonight was win number 16. So the Warriors in 29 games have won more than they did in 65 games uh, a Boom. season ago. I think I think we all knew that one was coming. Uh, but, but yeah, the Warriors getting that one uh, out of the way uh, pretty quickly here. Yeah, no question. And, uh, you know, now we can just charge ahead, J.D. They've already – they've left 20, uh, 2020 in the dust like all of us wanted to do in life, right? 2020, see you later, baby. Now onward and upward for the Golden State Warriors. And, look, I, I do – you know, the I, I love your call, J.D., and I agree with what the caller said. This absolutely enhances Steph Curry's MVP resume. And while it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, you know, it, this is a team sport, and Steph Curry will probably tell you the MVP doesn't mean a lot to him, but – um, you know it does, right? Because this is this is Steph in this next chapter, and I just think he's he's hell bent on showing the entire NBA that this Warriors team isn't done competing for for hardware and isn't done making run at championships. And once he gets his Splash Brother back next year, it's going to be on and popping. Yeah, I, I think there, there's no doubt. And look, I'll get I'll just give you my top five in the MVP in no particular order. And just because I was I happened to be thinking about this tonight, because as the Warriors game was on, uh, I, I was watching the end of the Portland New Orleans game, and and Damian Lillard went for forty and sixteen assists and and hit a big shot late, and and they won, and and he's doing it 
you know, for an extended time right now without C.J. McCollum, without Yusuf Nurkic, and, and we both kind of thought, hey, you know, they, they might go into the tank here, and they've actually gone in the other direction because they were not playing great D, and they were kind of around 500. They're all the way up to 18 and 10 now, which, you know, you think about what the conversation would be with the Warriors if the Warriors were 18 and 10, you know, right now. Right. I mean, it would be, damn it, you better put Steph in that conversation. So I, I, think, I think Lillard and Steph both – are in, are are in my top five with Embiid and uh, Jokic and and LeBron James and we can we can I, I haven't given it enough thought to really rank them one through five I know you said the other night Steph's your number one right now uh, maybe that'll be a final word conversation but but to yeah. me that's the five as we've sort of gotten deeper into this thing over the course of the last uh, the, the last maybe 10 days to two weeks. Yeah, that's a strong take. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that. I mean, there's there's a lot of dudes playing some great basketball right now, right? I mean, you know, Donovan Mitchell isn't exactly having a ho-hum season in his own right, you know? Yeah, uh, there's, you're right. There, there's, there's they, a lot. They've won 19 of 20. That's all, <laughs> just 19 of 20. They're, and he's he's leading the charge, and they've won 19 of 20. So there's that. Uh, and, and, you know, they've got, the, what, the uh, the best record in the NBA right now. So I think, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell, there's a strong, case to be made there but yeah no I think that's that would be the big six that's the six pack right there so um you know we could we could I think that's certainly a uh, a final word topic for tomorrow night JD Let, let's get to Robin here and then we'll hear uh, from Kent Bazemore as well uh and, and maybe from Steph Curry uh but the conversation's been really good tonight Robin you're uh, up next here on 95.7 the game Robin don't don't tell me you thought the Warriors were losing uh, during this ball game tonight don't tell me we shared that moment Yes, and let me tell you, I caught in. I haven't watched the game. I was listen. I listened to it on the radio. I really missed Tim Roy tonight, but I, I listened to it on the radio. JD, do you know how aggravating that is, especially when they're losing? And every time I was here because I'm I'm working, I kept hearing it miss it goes down the court. He puts it up. He's gone. It's not over and over and over and over. And and then the, the announcer was like, why would Damian Lee follow him? And he's 30 feet out. Over. I mean, you can hear the dread in his voice, okay? <laughs> I, I just I, I don't have to say tonight, but I just wanted to call you and tell, tell you, yes, I thought they were going to lose, and it's even more aggravating when you listen to it on the radio. Great win. Peace out, you guys. Thanks, Robin. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, it it is aggravating when you're listening to it. But and I would say, Robin, if you recorded the game, you know, this is the beauty of it. Now you can just you can just set it up. I don't know. Maybe maybe you watch the second half if you're Robin tonight. Maybe fourth you quarter. just watch the fourth quarter. Yeah. Maybe you even just go to about the six minute mark uh, of of the fourth quarter when the Warriors are down by by fourteen, and you just you just run back. Basically, 11, 12 minutes of action from there. Yeah, when when Coach Kerr decides to have Steph come on back into the game, why don't you just go ahead and roll tape from right there? You'll be glad you did. Let's get to M Squared. M Squared is uh, up next in Dublin uh, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, M Squared. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, got it. Hey, I got to tell you, I, I watched the entire fourth quarter standing up alone, screaming in my living room. <laughs> I'm going to keep, keep this short tonight because I'm still amped up and I don't want to say anything wrong on the air. But um, the one comment I want to make, and I think it would be interesting to get you guys' thoughts on this, is watching um, you know, Wiggins and Oubre, Pascal, and all these guys, I think it was actually perfect that Steph had an off night, much as I like to see him go off. I thought it was great that he had this off night because sometimes these types of games give everybody – that, that capability or, you know, that right to play. And I felt like, you know, Bazemore stepped up tonight. These are the guys that we were really thinking were going to play big when we had them, you know, when they signed in the offseason. And I guess when I look at this, I think about the fact that the Warriors are still learning how to play together and the lack of continuity and the lack of camp and all those reasons, you know, you could kind of make excuses as to why they haven't come to that place yet. But it seems like if they played together for another 50 games, this might be what we have. And that's really exciting. And kind of the last comment I'd like to make, and I'll just keep saying this all year long when I talk to you guys, people got to respect Wiggins. I mean, tell me what other small forwards in the game you would want outside of Durant on this team right now. And I'm sure there's a handful of them that could be in the conversation. But Wiggins' defense, it is not what they advertised when he got shipped over here from Minnesota. This is not the guy I was expecting to see. People got to respect that dude. And with that, I'm out. 
appreciated him squared two things for Andrew Wiggins' game that I think the Warriors bought low on, not in terms of the contract, but just in terms of the reputation. They bought low on defense, believing that, that he had the physical tools to be a good defender. And, and under Tom Thibodeau, he actually was a good defender the, the year when they had Jimmy Butler and Towns and all those guys, and Thibodeau was there before it all you know went out of whack the next year and everybody got fired or traded. Uh, but other than that, he's been an awful defender, but he's always had the tools. So I think the Warriors bought low, believing that they could basically fix him up into being a really good uh, defender, and and that's exactly what's happened. The other part of it is the three point shot. Like if he and and I look at it tonight, and you know he he winds up four for nine tonight from three. And if he can be in the thirty seven percent range from three, thirty seven, thirty eight, right around there, uh, and 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 significantly more consistent than he's been throughout his career. Those two things alone, even if he's averaging eighteen. That's going to be exactly what the Warriors need. Forget about this year even. That's what they're going to need next year when Clay comes back and this team starts building back toward maybe being a legitimate contender. So I think the Warriors deserve credit. Uh, and, you know, another maybe topic for tomorrow is how, how's that D'Angelo Russell trade looking right now because huh. he's hurt again and they are a mess, and the Warriors could thread the needle and wind up maybe getting the fourth or the fifth pick in the draft uh, as it looks like Minnesota's going to be maybe the worst team in the NBA. Uh, so not to get too far on a tangent there, but uh, and it's a lot to chew on, but the defense and the three-point shooting, to me, were two areas where the Warriors bet that they could make him a better player and that he would work to become better in those two areas, and they've both come to fruition, and it's been a big key to the whole thing being a success. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And, look, Andrew Wiggins' talent uh, could never be disputed. He's been terrific on both ends of the floor. Uh, and, look, Minnesota, that's as dysfunctional as it gets. And, look, Andrew Wiggins is culpable in that as well. Like, when you're one of the faces of the franchise, it's up to you uh, to, to change the direction and change the fortunes. It just all went wrong, right? And, you know, Tom Thibodeau moved on after – you know, they were playoff team in 17-18. What were they, 47-35, yep. and 35, I think, J.D.? So, you know, they were they were one of my picks to take a big jump at 18-19. It didn't happen. Everything blew up. Jimmy Butler won it out, and it just kind of soured from there. So, uh, you know, a change of scenery, clearly. We see this in sports all the time, man. Has done Andrew Wiggins a ton of good. And from day one, they said, be a defender. Come here and 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 impose your will on the defensive end. Use your length. Use your athleticism. He's done that, and I think he's fitting terrific. And, yeah, man, the Warriors, right now they're crushing that trade. I mean, come on. Yeah, they are. And, and I mean, you just look at – I mean, the Warriors are fortunate to, to have, you know, to have not gotten themselves stuck with D'Angelo Russell as an untradeable player, to put it bluntly. And, and because he's – you know, we talk, we throw that injury prone thing around a lot. I mean, he's injury prone. So for them to be able to to flip him into somebody that that could be a better fit, just positionally, uh, look, both contracts are we're going to be both contracts. So I I think the Warriors even just giving themselves a shot on Wiggins to maybe turn around certain aspects of his game. It was probably going to be a win there regardless but when you look at the way that he's played so far this season it's been a bigger win and then oh by the way oh yeah they might end up with the fourth or the fifth pick in the draft because Minnesota right now looks like they're in in, in big time trouble yeah. uh let's get to uh, a couple of cuts here uh before we call it a night uh Kent Bazemore uh, after the ball game, and it was a great night for Kent Bazemore. 26 points off the bench, 10 of 19, 4 of 7 from 3. Uh, Kent Bazemore uh, asked uh, when he decided to take the game over by the great Marcus Thompson tonight. It's nothing that you, you think. You just kind of let the game play out itself and you know, giving a lot of attention to stuff and kind of staying at home with, with Kelly and Wiggs and, uh, you know, EP out on the perimeter and, you know, I saw Lane, you know, against smaller guys and, and got some good finishes at the rim. Even a shot there at the end, you know, that, that Uber had in the right corner uh, was a great look. So, you know, it's just being opportunistic, you know, just staying within yourself, you know, not trying to do too much and you just take what the game gives you. Now, he did kind of joke. He did kind of laugh a little bit initially when Marcus asked him that question, but then he gave a real serious answer like, yeah, man, this is what this is what I saw and why I took this thing over. Yeah, no, that's hey, it's all good. Marcus said it kind of tongue in cheek. I love Marcus, man. He's such a good dude too, and uh, just uh, you know, he was asking that question to get a you know a nice fun response out of Camp Bazemore, and 
look, Bazemore, he kept it real, man. Well, you know, sometimes you just, you gotta you gotta take over the game, right? This and look, Bazemore is a you know a, a second time around dub. They got a lot of love for uh, for Bazemore here in the Bay, and he just he he plays with a lot of fun and, and joy and energy, man. I just I love watching guys like that, and he was all over the place tonight, JD, and they needed every ounce of his contribution. Now he left it all on the floor. I'm, I love me some Bazemore. I'm a, uh, it's he, uh, Bazemore is officially official. That's what I tweeted out. It, it, he's He's all right in my book. Yeah, and look, he's a, Steve Kerr called him a wild card uh, early on in the season, and I think you know that's exactly how he's played. I mean, he, he's somebody that that should be in the rotation on a night in night out basis. I mean, if the war, if you're going to have ten players that are going to play every night, nine or ten, I mean, I think it, it's pretty it's pretty safe to say he needs to be him and Damian Lee. Uh, need to be the the regulars among you know those backup wings and and maybe Mulder needs to be a a, a part of that in, in certain nights as well. But uh, yeah, he was you know he there are nights where he kind of surprises you just when you don't think he has it in him. Right. And and I think maybe on nights where the opponent doesn't think he has it in him, <laughs> he 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 just kind of he can kind of go on a a little stretch of 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 playing exceptionally well offensively and getting to the basket, and he can knock down some threes. So, yeah, he was huge for the Warriors uh, in this one tonight, knocking down the four threes. He played 38 minutes. And you know, before we hear from Steph Curry, another guy that we talked about a little bit in the first segment because we've, we've talked, obviously, about Steph enhancing the MVP conversation with the, the Warriors winning and the couple of clutch shots he hit late. We've talked a lot about Oubre and Wiggins and Bazemore, who were the big three next to Steph. But uh, Eric Paschal is the other one. I, I mean, Eric Paschal played his best game in weeks, yep. and it was really the fourth quarter. Eric Paschal came into the game late in the third, and he wound up playing at the five spot the remainder of the game. So he he ended up playing the last basically 19 minutes uh, of the game tonight, and he had a little push in the fourth quarter that was as well as he's played, again, in weeks where they've been talking about, gosh, when the bigs come back, is he going to be out of the rotation? He needed it tonight. The Warriors needed it tonight. And I do think a player that's become a little bit maligned of late, Eric Paschal, uh, he deserves a little bit of a hat tip or a game ball here tonight on Warriors wrap-up. Oh, I think that's a great call, J.D., and he came in and really helped stabilize down on the block. And let's give the Warriors some credit, too. I mean, we know that they are at times addicted to fouling. Jimmy Butler had a stretch of, what, five straight games of double-digit free throws? Jimmy Butler didn't get to the free throw line that He was about to, but then Steve Kerr, the challenge master, uh, challenged that, that call just inside of five minutes and ends up getting the play overturned on the foul call on Wiggins against Butler so um, no free throws for Butler and and I thought uh, Pascal there was a, a level of intent tonight right he you know he made some buckets he ended up four or five he also got to the free throw line only ended up going three of six he missed a couple and you know he missed an and one there that I could remember for sure um, you know at the strike but I thought he was terrific down the stretch and look no Draymond uh, you know no uh, no Weissman, no Kevon Looney, no Marquise Chris. Somebody's got to play the damn five, and Pascal, you know, had made a name for himself earlier this year playing the small ball five, so it made sense that if they were going to make a run, it'd probably be with Pascal playing there. At least he's a guy that's got some experience uh, in that role, so uh, good on him for, for coming correct tonight and just in a nick of time, too. And, and he had a couple of buckets there in that range that prevented it from getting back up to 20. The Warriors no doubt. It was stayed in that 15 to, to 10 to 14 range until the Warriors had the 20 to 6 run to tie it. And, you know, if he doesn't do that and it gets up to 20, then we're talking about the Warriors probably playing out the string and, and living to fight uh, another night. Timely twos. Had, timely yeah, twos a, they were. Yep. Big time timely twos that, that prevented it from being uh, ball game over. Let's hear one more Steph Curry cut before we call it a night here uh, on Warriors wrap up as the Warriors uh, do improve to 16 and 13, 120 to 112 the final. Uh, here's uh, Steph on on what the the Warriors can take from from this ball game, battling through all the misses uh, as a as a unit. It just gives us a chance to win three in a row for the first time this season. So we're excited <laughs> about about that. It's the little things and. Obviously, with how the game went tonight, with Draymond being a late scratch, we were shuffling around trying to figure out rotations. And it was weird because we got a lot of open shots all night, myself included, and just, just couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. But we we scrapped and we competed and defensively down the stretch. 
gave ourselves a chance to to keep it close and build momentum and get back in the game and then obviously win. So got to carry that, you know, on the road with us. And we have a, a prime opportunity, you know, Friday, Saturday to to keep it going. Yeah, battled, scratched, clawed, I, I mean, grinded. I mean, you know, pick pick whatever you want. I mean, gutsy. I mean, that all of those things apply to the, the Warriors' win tonight. And now they've got a shot here over these next couple to to really make that push. I mean, you get the three, and now you're playing Orlando. I know Orlando's got Evan Fournier back from when they played the Warriors uh, a week ago. Uh, but then And then Charlotte, we'll see what happens. I know there is some – uh, belief that maybe that game in Charlotte will get postponed because the Hornets are dealing with uh, contact tracing issues. Uh, but but the Warriors have a shot here with these next four on the road to to work their way up the Western Conference standings, and uh, that's what the the gritty, grinded out effort uh, afforded them uh, with the win tonight. No doubt, three games over five hundred. Now you get on the road. I think three and one's a distinct possibility on this upcoming trip. You know, you, you just got to take them as they come. And right now you'd even take two and two. I mean, let's be real. Uh, but this team, it looks like you're going to be getting some bigs back this week as well. So hopefully Wiseman and Looney will be available at some point on this trip. Good on Steve Kerr for holding Draymond out tonight. And you get the best of both worlds. Dre gets the rest and uh, Warriors get the win anyway. So, you know, hopefully reinforcements are on the way. And this team's going to have a, a nice flight. Three games over 500, feeling real confident about where they're at right now. And Let's be real, J.D., regardless of the outcome of this season, wherever this thing's headed, this is just fun. And Steph Curry is the leader of the basketball team. He's having a lot of fun right now, playing with a ton of joy, and these guys are falling in line behind him. Uh, It's just it's a joy to cover this team right now. Who cares where it ends up this year? 16 and 13, so what are we, uh, 29 games in? I'm having a blast, partner. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun uh, this year uh, to to this point in the season. There's no question. And the Warriors now, eight games to go before the break. Seven of the eight are on the road. You got the four game trip, the one game against Charlotte, and then the last three before the break are going to be on the road. So it is going to get a little bit tougher in that sense uh, for the Warriors. Great stuff tonight, my man. And we're back at it tomorrow, six o'clock, full four hours of the final word here on ninety five seven. The game. Let's get it, baby. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Uh, For Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. We thank Sterling. We thank Ryan Mauser. We thank thank Bobby Spang as well. Uh, Again, we'll be back tomorrow with the final word, full four hours from 6 until 10. We're also back on Friday for Warriors basketball uh, as the Warriors take on the Magic. That's a 2.30 Warriors Live with tip-off at 4 o'clock, and then we'll have Warriors Wrap-Up and a special edition of the Final Word on Friday night uh, as well as the Warriors tip off the road trip. That'll do it. Warriors get the win over the Heat, 120-112 uh, to in overtime to improve to 16-13, and 13, and you heard it all right here in your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 the game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law